All right, Sifters, this is uh, the another edition of the Save It for the Football podcast. Um, this this week we talked about dynasties from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and today. Um, we we took an objective approach. We uh, developed a formula um, to determine what the best dynasty of all time was. We also looked at individual teams, so I hope you enjoy that. Welcome to the SIFT podcast, Save It for the Football podcast. This is our first in-person podcast where uh, the mayor and I are in the same room doing this podcast. So let's go ahead and start with that. Uh, Mayor, how are you? And is this very awkward being in person? No, not awkward at all. It almost feels surreal that we're actually doing a podcast where we're looking at each other. Um First off, I'd like to congratulate the Tampa Bay Lightning on their back-to-back uh, Stanley Cup playoff champions. That is a back-to-back feat in sports is an amazing accomplishment, and that's kind of what this whole episode about is about. Oh, but a sip surprise before we've already got a sip surprise. <laughs> All right, this question was posed today on the radio, and I'm going to ask you: Would you drink beer out of the Stanley Cup? Yes. As would I. I think, I mean, the hundreds of people that have done it, it is quite disgusting to think about. But if I had the opportunity, I would absolutely bring beer out of the stand. Well, that raises a question. Do you think anybody's done anything else with the cup besides uh, just drink out of it? There's been some pretty awful stories. If you ever want to horrify yourself, um, just go ahead and search that on that Google feature. Um Let's just say I know babies have been inside that cup before, and at one point they did have to say stop doing keg stands with the Stanley Cup. They had to send it out on official notice. Uh, but I'm sure Gronkowski would probably be the one to take the cake on that if the, the, the Stanley Cup were defiled any worse. <laughs> well, I mean, there's, there's things you could do uh, with any uh, type of trophy, I suppose. It would be absolutely disgusting. Uh, there, there's no need to imagine all of that. I do have a random fact before we get into uh, this week's uh, meat uh, of the podcast. Um, I, so it's real hot where we are, um, and it's been real hot uh, across uh, the Western United States, even, even the Northwest. And But yeah, I wanted to segue that into uh, what the temperature is on Venus. So the planet Venus, one planet closer to the sun, uh, it is 900 degrees on the surface of Venus. So um, just count your, yourself lucky that you're not spending the summer there. But I think the random fact that's that's most interesting to me about Venus is that a day, the time it takes to turn around on its axis, is longer than a year, the time it takes to circle the sun. So Venus moves very, very fast around the sun um, compared to our planet, but very, very slowly uh, on its axis. So I thought that was interesting. So you celebrate the new year before the uh, the day the day turns to day two. So, 
All right, I'm done with the random fact. We are doing a dynasty uh, show, so we're going to look at dynasties throughout. So, so how old would a dog be in Venus years? Well, it, it, it doesn't really, it's still the same number of years. It's just, it would be an incredibly uh, shorter number of days. It, um, so if it lived to be 12 years old, uh, that would, it would happen in uh, less than 12 days. Uh, so that would be a very different experience. Love your pets while they're <laughs> Yes, um, and their years are actually shorter than ours. So their days, their days are longer than ours, but um, uh, but they're shorter than their years, uh, or longer than their years. Sorry. So, all right, let's go ahead and move on. So we're, we are talking about dynasties in the NFL. We're talking about the scoring criteria, how the dynasties stack up against each other in uh the common era the uh the nfl championship super bowl era um where we had uh two uh conferences and uh one championship um starting with really i guess 71 was our first year yeah 71 is the first year we started uh so uh i'm gonna have the mayor break down the criteria how um, how we decided uh, who uh, wins uh, for each one of these, what's the best dynasty, and then we'll get into the best individual teams at the end. So let's talk about the uh, criteria first. So I, I think we're, you know, a consensus could definitely say that we know the Cowboys in the 90s were really great. Pittsburgh in the 70s were great. San Francisco, the Dolphins, all these teams had great teams at one point. But I wanted to kind of get a captured look at which dynasty was possibly best. So I thought about it. And, for instance, what we did is the criteria is you had to have won two Super Bowls within a seven-year span. That's the first thing. And then we basically looked at a seven-year span of that team. Sometimes we extended all the way up to ten years, depending just on the situation of the actual team. And for every game that they won during that span, they earned one point. For every time they won their division for the season, they earned five points. Every time they won the Super Bowl, they won 10 points. If they had the MVP on their team, they earned a bonus five points. They also earned bonus five points for being the best offensive or best defensive scoring team among vets for the league for that season because it really dictates on you were this good and you were that great for that reason. And all of these things, we kind of determined a dynasty point score per season. And we're going to break down a lot of these stats and kind of debate if the stats point to who we think the greatest uh, dynasty is of all time. All right. So um, we will take a break and then get into the teams. I'm going to kind of list all the teams and then, uh, go over the scoring once again, and then we'll talk about uh, those teams from front to back. So let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with the dynasties. So we're back. We're breaking down the dynasties, the NFL dynasties, starting really from the year 1971. This, I guess, I mean, this is 50 years of football, um, and this is really the modern era of football. So uh, the first team, uh, well, I guess before I get into all the teams, um, 
again, we're giving one point for each win over that span. We're giving one point for each playoff win, including the first round buys. We're giving best scoring offense five points, best scoring defense five points, the Super Bowl 10 points, and if they contained an MVP uh, on their team during those years, they uh, got five points. Did I say anything wrong there? That sounds correct to me. All right, so the teams we're going to be covering are Pittsburgh's run from 71 to 77, Miami's run from the same time span, 71 to 77, Pittsburgh's a span from 78 to 84, San Francisco from 81 to 88, the football team from 82 to 91, San Francisco from 88 to 95, Dallas from 92 to 98, and then two consecutive New England dynasties from 01 to 07 and 14 to last year, 2020. So what I want to point out very quickly before our sifters start pounding us with tweets, which you can reach me at EpicGator49 on Twitter, um, so the reason we broke uh, New England into those specific time period is because from 2008 to 2013, they were very successful on the field, but they did not win any Super Bowls. So the, the goal of this dynasty was to see in a seven to eight year span, who is, who is the greatest dynasty? All right, great. So let's start with Pittsburgh uh, from 71 to 77. Uh, that was the Terry Bradshaw years, if I'm not mistaken. So now um, Pittsburgh was very good in these years. They um, they won a lot of football games. Uh, they started out very weak with the six wins back in 1971, but they averagely consist they averaged over 10 wins for the next five seasons with two divisions and four or four divisions and two Super Bowl wins. But what you got to remember is these teams specifically were playing a 14 game season, so a 12 win season is mighty impressive. And we added a couple extra points into um, the factor here because Pittsburgh didn't have the luxury of playing the extra two games. And I am confident to know that they probably would have won those games with as good as they were. And what they ended up doing is averaging approximately 17 or uh, averaging 17 dynasty points per season through that span. All right. So, um, where do they rank then on the list? So that would put Pittsburgh ninth on our list. And that is where they would reside according to our average dynasty points per season. So Pittsburgh, that first run is ninth on the list. And so uh, let's move to team number two, which would be Miami during that same span. Uh, so 71 to 77, Miami, of course, with their perfect season. I feel like, do they get a little bit extra for the perfect season? I, you know, I was going to ask you this question. I think that this debate right now is perfect. Um, they already automatically earned 14 points for the 14 games. Uh, they won the Super Bowl, which gives them 10 points. They had the best offensive and best defensive points scored. For that season, if we want to give them extra, I think that's fair. Um, there's a certain team that came very close to that, and they would earn none of those points. Uh, but that is entirely up to interpretation. I mean, I think they should get at least an extra two points for a perfect season uh, all the way through the Super Bowl. 
that that is a great point. That would bring that individual season to 43 points as an individual season score. And they averaged 19 dynasty points per season over that span. So where did that put the that Miami team on the list? So the Dolphins, that would have put them as the fifth best dynasty football team of all time, according to this list. So, so far we have Pittsburgh 71 to 77 at ninth place all time on the dynasty list. And then Miami, that 71 to 77 team for, for uh, uh, fifth place, he said, right? Yes. So they're fifth on the dynasty list. All right. So uh, the next team on the list is Pittsburgh again from 78 to 84. Um, this team, to me, not as memorable as the first Pittsburgh run, but why don't you tell me about this? So 78 to 84 also had two Super Bowl two Super Bowl winning teams. Of course, that's part of our criteria. Some of the seasons after that, they weren't great, but Terry Bradshaw was absolutely phenomenal for them winning the MVP one time. This team, um, you know, did it on offense where the 71 to 77 team definitely did it on defense with that steel curtain. They, uh, what again, they won two Super Bowls. They, uh, specifically, they ended up winning four division titles in that span with 73 wins, averaging approximately 19 dynasty points per season. And where did that Pittsburgh team rank um, from uh, the, the top dynasties? So that brought them in seventh place as the greatest dynasty of all time. All right, so they're seventh place. So we've got so far the ninth and the fifth and the seventh. Okay, so that brings us to the San Francisco uh, 49ers, which I, uh, growing up in the 80s, remember that as the dominant team of the 1980s. So their first uh, run was 81 to 88, uh, where Joe Montana was the quarterback for most of that time, and then he obviously also continued into the next dynasty for that team. But um, tell me about the 81 to 88 team. Oh, a SIF surprise. It, yes, that's right. Professor, it is a SIF surprise. So, as our sifters very well know, I um, I am a longtime San Francisco fan, and I too watched them in the '80s. And the way I became a San Francisco fan is, of course, kids. I believe it or not, you know, back in the '80s, you didn't have the luxury of turning on whatever channel you wanted, being able to watch whatever team you want. Thank you, NFL Sunday Ticket. Your package is absolutely phenomenal, and we would love to be a sponsor of yours. Uh, anytime you're, we're, we're here, we're listening. So um, I grew up in um, Michigan, and at 1 o'clock, the Lions were always on TV. But at 4 o'clock, they always had an evening game. And because San Francisco was a West Coast team and was always very good, they were always on TV. So I grew up literally, like everyone else, watching the 49ers. And I just became a fan of Ben ever since. Well, and I think you made the right choice not being a Lions fan. Well, not even my father was a Lions <laughs> fan. He was a Vikings fan, and I'm not really sure of that story. But I'm, we'll, we'll save that one for another podcast. Yeah, I mean, uh, just, you know, no, no offense, Detroit listeners, but uh, everybody made the right choice there in terms of uh, their fandom. All right, so that, that first San Francisco team, why don't you run that down? Uh, let's talk about their dynasty credentials. So from 19, 
1988, the San Francisco 49ers had a great success with 74 wins, five division titles, and two Super Bowls. They led on offense two times and defense one time in scoring, and that brought them in at an average of 19.85 dynasty points per season, averaging 10.5 wins through that span. Wow. So uh, what was their points per year during that? So their average dynasty points per season was 19.85. And that put them above some of these teams we've already talked about. So where are Yes, absolutely. They were sixth on the list, and we got a little out of order. We are moving to fourth on the list, which is not necessarily in terms of year, but in terms of where we where the statistics follow. And uh, th- th- this was designed to be objective, um, as, as, as much as possible. Um, so are we going to talk about the football team next? Uh, we can talk about the football team. Absolutely. They, the Washington football team, we finished eighth on the list. They ran from 1982 to 1991. We extended their season some because of their, they had the, one of the best seasons they possibly could have had in 1991 and we wanted to encompass that into the rating of being fair. Okay. And so before you get into the nitty gritty, um, I became a fan of the Washington football team under a different name. Um, when I was very young, um, I'm going to try to put the number on this. I guess I was eight. It was 1987. Um, and I was rooting for the Washington football team. Um, and they went down 10 nothing to the John Elway Broncos in the Super Bowl, and they came uh, rushing back and won that game handily. Um, and everybody else thought it was over. It was John Elway. It was, uh, you know, a team that was expected to win, and, the Washington football team came back. I believed in them the whole time, uh, and they t- they came back. So um, that's my personal anecdote about the Washington football team. I, I don't know how I exactly became a fan, but I know that's when it solidified. Um, and I've talked about my Washington football, trying to get into my Washington football fandom <laughs> again recently. But um, so let's get into the nitty-gritty. What, what, uh, how did the Washington football team um, make – make themselves a dynasty and make the list here. So this is, this is great for them. They ended up with five division titles, three Super Bowls, averaging 10.2 wins per season, having the MVP and Joe Theismann reside on their team at one time, leading in offense and defense both 12, two times. Now, as I put prepared all these notes, our SIFT, our SIFT podcast is true to its form. I didn't even update the true dynasty points per average score. They went up when we extended them all the way to the 91 season to 19.93 dynasty points, which actually puts them all the way up to fifth on the list, bumping Miami and Pittsburgh back down a peg or two. But they definitely have well earned that with those three Super Bowls in that 10-year period. All right, and we are going to talk about them when it comes to individual teams in, in a few minutes. But let's move on. Um, Our next uh, contestant on the Dynasty uh, list is uh, San Francisco 
the 49ers, their second run from 88 to 95, which we can talk about a little bit of the, the shift that happened with that team during that period. But uh, do you have anything to say first uh, about that team? So this team, this team did really well. They uh, won seven division titles out of eight years, including three Super Bowls. They had the, the MVP on their team three times. It was Joe Montana and Steve Young, both that. They led the, the, led the league in offensive scoring five times. This team was virtually unstoppable. There was a lot of reasons why. There wasn't a salary cap, which I think is fair to the argument of who is the greatest or what, why are they the greatest. They had um, – and they averaged uh, – I'm sorry, I lost my note. They averaged 28 dynasty points per season over that span, averaging 12 wins per season. So you can see how much of a jump this is. So that, where did they rank dynasty-wise? So dynasty-wise, that would put them in at first place. I know I broke the dramatic finish to this conclusion, but just because dynasty points points them towards first place, we'll debate in a little bit whether or not that is true. Yeah, I think there's other things to consider here because when we talk about a dynasty, is it the same coach? Is it the same quarterback? Do they, you know, is it the front office that makes this, you know, the, this dynasty what it is? Um, is it just the the players? Uh, obviously, the players change the most out of all these things, but we can talk about all of that when we get to the end. Let's move on to the Dallas uh, Cowboys. They had, they did have a good run. They were the dominant team for anybody who's. 30 or so, um, or slightly, slightly older, uh, they remember the Dallas Cowboys as kind of the team of the 90s. So uh, uh, where did the Dallas Cowboys from 92 to 98 end up? So they ended up fourth on the list. They, um, this team averaged 10.7 wins per season, which is very impressive. They had the MVP one time in Emmett Smith, averaging 100, or I'm sorry, Averaging 21 dynasty points per season, wrapping up six division titles and three Super Bowls. This team was extremely good, and they were also competing along with another dynasty at the time. And these teams were neck and neck, and we knew one of these teams was probably going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, the Dallas team and the San Francisco team in the 90s, those two were, were always at the top. Um, all right, so let's... Uh, we, we have just, you know, the dynasty from uh, 2001 on uh, left to talk about in terms of uh, the, the list. Um, but um, that Dallas team, we, we mentioned, we actually talked about this off air, even though we do save it for the podcast. That Dallas team, how many playoff wins do they have since 1996? Three. Which, I, I mean, it has to be crushing if you grew up a, a Dallas fan. Imagine going through that run that they had in, in the 90s and then um, for the last 20-plus years, 25 years, um, they, have, they have a total of three playoff wins. So I think when you look at all the, the teams on here, I guess uh, Miami is the only other one that's a candidate for this uh, in this way, but um, all these other teams on this list – you know, they, they may not have won so many Super Bowls. They may not have been a dynasty, uh, but they, they definitely had a playoff win or two or three or four or five in each one of these <laughs> decades. So um, 
All right, let's move on to New England. They obviously you can split their uh, their run into two separate dynasty years, and we have the 01 to 07 years. Um, how did they do uh, from 01 to 07? So 01 to 07, they did really well. They averaged 12.2 wins per season with six division titles and three Super Bowls, and they led in offense and defense one time in <coughs> each of those seasons. Of course, 2007, the season where Tom Brady and Randy Moss lit up the scoreboard and broke a bunch of records, even though their uh, season ended in utter disappointment because they lost in the Super Bowl to the 9-7 and seven New York Giants. Um, however, they, uh, they averaged uh, – 23.71 dynasty points per season, and they were very, very good, and that defense had a lot of talent on it and carried them through a lot of those wins. So do you remember watching the, the, those teams in, in, in the Super Bowl? I remember watching those teams, and I remember it just being, like, mediocre. The 2004 Super Bowl was pretty good. Tom Brady had a fairly good game. But um, if it were not for Adam Vinatieri, I feel like these New England Patriots would have more losses in the Super Bowl, just like LeBron James does in the NBA Finals. And Brady would not be the GOAT. He would be the laughing GOAT. <laughs> well, the, so you mentioned 04. You're talking about the Eagles Super Bowl? That, that would be that, one of them. The T.O. Super Bowl, right? The uh, Where he they weren't sure if he's going to play. He was well, allegedly playing on an injured leg. Um, yeah, that game, besides that, I don't remember that game too well. I do remember the Carolina Super Bowl that came down to, uh, field goals and it was a high scoring game. And then I do remember their, their old two, uh, Super Bowl watching that one thinking it was going to go into overtime, uh, but also thinking like we just gone through nine 11 and of course the team named the Patriots was going to win the Super Bowl. So I don't know if that was another way uh, that uh, people consider the Patriots to be che- <laughs> cheating, <laughs> but they they happen to be the Patriots the year after uh, 9-11, I mean the year of 9-11, um, and won the Super Bowl right after. Here's a Sif surprise. Here's a Sif surprise and a random fact all rolled into one. The New England Patriots did not win a Super Bowl in between getting caught with Spygate and drafting Rob Gronkowski. Huh. So, wait, what year did they draft Karnkowski? The 13, 12? Yeah. Wow. And Spygate was 07? No, 05. Oh, yeah, you're right. So they, they, yeah. yeah, they did not win a Super Bowl in, in that span of years. Wow. Is that another Patriots conspiracy? <laughs> I've said it all along. <laughs> All right, so the last uh, the last one we have to talk about is the the New England Patriots dynasty of uh, the year 2014 to 2020, uh, and we'll talk a little about 2020 after this. But I, I just wanted to get the the raw numbers and, and talk about their ranking first. So, what was their ranking um, from 14 to 20? So they this finished them in as the second best dynasty of all time. And again, 2020, the New England Patriots shifted quite a way. We can pretty much put an asterisk on certain seasons about anything. One season in 19, 
1982 when the Washington football team won the Super Bowl. It was a season of the strike. The Pittsburgh Steelers only played 14 games. New England had players opt out for COVID. We can use excuses or reasons on why a team may have may or may not have done so well that particular season. But anyways, they won average 11.6 wins per season over that span with six division titles and three Super Bowls, leading in the defensive scoring two times and having the MVP on their time their team one time and Tom Brady. They averaged an astounding 24 defensive points per season, which finishes them second on the list of all time. Yeah, and so let's talk quickly about the 20 season. You mentioned some things. Obviously, Brady is not on the team last year. Um, Belichick has been the coach for the entire time. Um, but So that is one thing we need to kind of revisit with some of these. Um, but of so course, really quickly on that, if we were to remove the 20 season from, let's just call the dynasty and add the 2013 season to the New England Patriots, that would only raise their average of the deep dynasty points per season by about 0.7. So for dynasty points and what we were looking to try to achieve with these numbers, anything that kind of skewed, it wasn't once all the major factors were in, Nothing else is really going to change it in, in that big a, in that big of dramatic fashion. Well, we did see a jump. When we talked about this um, before the podcast, but we did see a jump with the football team. Didn't put them on top or anything, but it, it did make a difference adding another year or two uh, for that particular team during the Joe Gibbs era. So that is actually something that I want to talk about. Um, we had, uh, obviously, we just talked about the Patriots. Uh, last year, Brady left, and then they had a bunch of COVID opt-outs. Uh, but it was still the same coach. Um, very few of these teams can say they had the same coach for this entire run. Um, so do we want to factor that in at all in terms of what a dynasty is? You know, they, they change players. I mean, if, if you looked at the, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers from 71 to 84, and you just took that as one dynasty – um, how many quarterbacks are we talking about there? We would have to do a little more research on that, but over that span, they won four Super Bowls. So if, if we were to take the average of the average of the two, it's still not going to significantly move the needle. The 49ers came in first place with 28 points, New England at 24, and the next closest team was 22. So the, the, defense, the dynasty points really kind of – push these two teams upward because of their uber success in Super Bowl wins and uh, and specifically having the best offense or defense through those. All right, we're back. We're going to talk about the last uh, things, uh, wrap some things up with the, in terms of the dynasties, um, combine some of these dynasties to see how they rank out and then talk about individual team accomplishments uh, from these dynasty teams. So um, the first thing we're going to talk about is combining, say, New England's run from 01 to 07 with their run from 14 to 20. Um, how would they rank if you just combine the, the, you know, if we combine these dynasties together, where do they end up? They would uh, end up in second place with an average of 23.91 dynasty points per season. 
and they would finish just behind San Francisco if we were to take the average of those two, where they would average 24.35 points per season, where the first half of the San Francisco dynasty was much, much better in terms of offense than the second half of the dynasty. And New England was a more consistent team across the span of 20 years. In this case, 14 years for a dynasty look back where they encompassed all their Super Bowl wins. So when we look at the Super Bowl era of dynasty football teams, we have, uh, you know, the the Washington football team. Uh, we, we expanded that out to 82 through 91. But the top team uh, was San Francisco combining all their years, 91 through 95. Uh, they still came out on top with New England coming in second. Uh, from 01 to 2020. Um, but those were obviously, I mean, you know, when you kind of picture it in your mind, you think those are kind of the two best dynasties of the last 40 years um, with New England having a, a huge run the last 20 years and the San Francisco dynasty m- largely being between um, the the early 80s and the late 90s. All right, we did want to talk about the individual teams. So I believe we have three, right? The three. So there were three that tied for second place in terms of most dynasty points per season, and there's one team that took first place and its resounding result. Uh, The Pittsburgh Steelers of 1978, the Washington football team with their dominant team in 1991, and San Francisco along with them. All three of these teams were definitely dominant for what they performed in. Pittsburgh had a phenomenal defense, and they had Terry Bradshaw. Washington football team led an offensive scoring, defensive scoring, and the only thing they didn't encompass in that team was the MVP. And San Francisco, again, just dominating offensively with the MVP and winning the Super Bowl. They all finished with 42 points. However, the team with the best statistical defensive points, dynasty points per season, was, of course, the 1972 Miami Dolphins, who finished in at 43 points. And we are even going to ask our sifters this. They have 41 points on their season score, but we decided that two points was necessary for having the only undefeated team in the history of the NFL Super Bowl era. So they are fittingly the best dynasty point per season team somebody wake those guys up don trula uh <laughs> let's wake those guys up and have them uh pop the the champagne one more time you know would they have won a 15th game had they played 15 games in the regular season maybe but that doesn't matter because there is no asterisks on that they won every football game they played and in case some of you forgot they did it with a backup quarterback yeah, well, it, it's no question. It, there's it that's impressive, but uh, they they pop the champagne every year when the last undefeated team goes down. So I feel like, in the spirit of the SIF podcast, we're gonna pop some champagne in honor of the Miami Dolphins' 1972 season being the best dynasty season, single season for a dynasty. Uh, according to our objective standards here at the SIF podcast. Um, so one more time, let's go through the ranking from the top, from the bottom to the top. Let's go uh, the, the 
of the dynasties the least and then all the way to the first. So for everyone to argue later, and you can hit us up on Twitter again, 49 Gators. You can find me on Twitter anytime you want to. If you follow me, I'll follow you back. We'll even start up an argument online if you want to. I love doing that. It's quite fun. <laughs> However, so the Pittsburgh Steelers of 1971 and 1977 finished ninth on our list. Coming in eighth on our list, we have discovered when we shifted Washington, it is the Pittsburgh Steelers of 78 to 84. Uh, they finished uh, eighth place. Coming in at seventh place, was no other than the San Francisco 49ers of 81 to 88. My math is off on that. I wrote something down wrong. Uh, which team was it? The San Francisco 49ers. I'm Yeah, no, 81 uh, to 88. Of 81 to 88 was sixth place. Yeah. Uh, Miami was uh, fifth place from 71 to mm-hmm. 77. The Washington football team. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I missed seventh. See, I'm, I'm going out of order now. Uh, it doesn't my, matter. My apologies. Coming in fifth place was the Washington football team, the Dallas Juggernauts, who have not won a playoff game since 1995 other than three, came in at fourth place. New England in both seasons came in second and third, and the 1988 to 1995 49ers came in first place. All right. So, I mean, obviously, we're looking at maybe the next dynasty, I'm going to say, I'm going to go out on a huge limb here and say the Kansas City Chiefs might be our next our next dynasty. Uh, three AFC championships in a row, two Super Bowl appearances, one win. Uh, what do you think? Is there somebody else that's going to grab the dynasty mantle? You know, that's, um, that's what's so fascinating as well. Teams have tried and tried and tried. It is... As I started out this podcast with, it is extremely hard to repeat in in professional sports because of so many moving parts. It's amazing that some of these teams had the success they did, um, specifically probably New England because of the free agency era that has changed over the past decade. Uh, But teams want to play for winners, and I think that's going to be the new trend. So, it, you know, I, I think Kansas City absolutely has that chance of being the next dynasty. All right, and but let's wipe that out. Let's just say, obviously, you know, Andy Reid might be there five more years or whatever, and Patrick Mahomes is locked down. But if it's not Kansas City, what one team do you feel like could take the next step and, you know, maybe make it to three Super Bowls and win two or whatever the case may be? What's one team that you feel like could jump up and, and be a dynasty team? I feel like uh, Minnesota is probably right on the doorstep of possibly doing that. You know, they may be just one one coach or one piece away. You know, they're, they're close. They've got a great rookie in Justin Jefferson. I think Tennessee, they can, they can probably put something together and get something hot quick. Um, I, other than that, I, I think there's going to be a couple teams that, you know, they're either already great and their their window is open now and they've got to monopolize on it, or, you know, the teams that are just now drafting these rookies are going to be up and coming. And, you know, a team like the Giants or possibly Washington football team, you know, they're upcoming. You know, one of them could be the next ones on the doorstep. All right, so one thing, I, I, a team you did not mention, but maybe you did uh... – without saying their name, but D 
the Buffalo Bills, they have to have overcome the Chiefs, obviously. And Josh Allen has to take the next step. I don't think anybody really feels like Josh Allen's better than Patrick Mahomes, but that's a high standard. So uh, I think the Bills could be that team, though. You know, if they if they can make the turn, they you know that Kansas City Buffalo game last year did look like a varsity playing the JV team. Even though Buffalo's good, um, they have to take that next step. But you never know. I think I feel like if you're going to have to pick a team. Um, that could maybe take the next step and, and dominate for a few years. I, I think the Buffalo is not a bad pick um, as it goes. Any last thoughts before we close out this first ever in-person SIFT football podcast? No, I think it's been a whirlwind, and uh, I love to hear anyone's feedback, you know, as long as it's not um... – motivated in such a way that I'm just be be called certain names for just trying to bring some fun to sports. It's the off season. So I get quite bored. Um, I took up painting, which who would have thought of that? But anyways, this is the mayor and uh, it's been, it's been a fun show. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so the, you know, the, uh, the next uh, phase for us is previewing, um, the, the uh, divisions and uh, so we'll do probably two per episode for um, you know the month of July and August leading up to um, you know talking about fantasy football the fantasy football draft and then obviously the start of the actual NFL season in September so for the mayor I'd like to thank you for listening and we will talk to you soon There you have it, um, the greatest dynasty in NFL history, um, the San Francisco 49ers. Um, and now you know both the mayor and I would be willing to drink from the Stanley Cup, although I have no idea why, uh, but we would. Uh, until next time, thanks for listening.